And hello again. This is Giovanni McGuire, back with you today on July 1st, 2023. And today, just in time for the July 4th holiday weekend, I have an artist that I've discovered that I'd like to share with you his work. Now, I'm going to play some of the selections that I first heard him play, but the way I found out about him was actually quite by accident. So I live in a little town in the Midwest, and every summer they have a series of festivals. They're all pretty good festivals, but, um, you know, they're trying to attract some good music, you know, good performers to come here. And a lot of the major performers don't come to this town because they can go to the towns that are closer by, that are bigger, and we often don't get them, we often have to go out of town to see them. But this artist is a relatively uh, a modest artist in the sense that he has a pretty robust regional following at this point, but uh, hasn't quite broken into the national you know, awareness. I had never heard of him before. I'm surprised because I'm always looking for some good music. And uh, the only way I found out about him was that the festival came along, right? And this festival usually is a bit disappointing because the acts that they get are not very good in general. Um, so I look the people up. You know, they have a guide who's coming. And I look the people up and I see, you know, is there, are any of these people good? And lo and behold, wow, did I get struck by a bolt of lightning. And the artist's name is Carrie Morin. C-A-R-Y, first name, Carrie. Morin, last name, M-O-R-I-N. Now, if you're from the mountain region, Colorado, Montana, which is where this artist is from originally, um, you may have heard of him. You may have known his work for many years. And uh, the first album that he has available on the on the internet through Apple or Spotify or all these other places you can get things is from 2013. It's called Streamline. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check this guy out. You know, he sounds legit. Went to his website, wow, lots of good stuff, but I got his first album. And I listened listened to the very first song. You know, I'm gonna try to play little snippets here. And if I get uh I get flagged for, you know, unauthorized use. Well, anyway, the, art, the artist himself is authorized. I, I know that doesn't mean anything because it's really up to the record company. But um, I'm going to take a chance, okay? So here's the first song that I ever heard by Carrie Morin called Here and Now um, off the Streamline album from 2013. Thank you. 
everything around me all in flames burning down just like I knew it would in the here and now the troubled times it holds me like a child that's plenty um, I don't know when I first heard that strumming picking that guitar picking now this is obviously blues based but I wouldn't necessarily um, make the mistake of thinking that he's quote-unquote just a blues artist because he is so much more and you will see by the end of the show anyway it's called here and now and uh, living in troubled times and I think we're we're there um, when I heard that picking and his ability to play the guitar alone, I was, to use a British term, gobsmacked. I couldn't believe my ears. It literally sounds like two guitar players playing. And I went to see him live, and it's just him. So uh, the other thing that's remarkable is that he can play that syncopated, you know, almost two-part guitar uh, part on his, on his guitar and, and sing at the same time in a kind of a different cadence right because he's not straight he's not singing the straight um you know some songwriters write songs by the way this fabulous songwriter out of the 71 songs i've heard of his about 33 of them are stellar which we're, we're approaching james taylor um you know singer songwriter type of statistics in terms of the quality of the stuff they put out you know like paul simon and you know numerous people you can point to um that just almost can't write a bad song. So every other song that this man writes is stellar, and pretty much every single song is at least very good or excellent. So I'm still kind of blown away by that fact. But, um, you know, uh, the other thing that is interesting is that uh, his his subject matter is interesting because it, it really, he has a way of telling a story in a very succinct way and touching a nerve, at least with me, um, and his other fans, I'm sure, um, that is truly remarkable. I mean, I, I get chills listening to him. Um, so if you want to check him out, uh, he has a website, carrymorin.com, where you can find all sorts of information. Where he's been, you know, where he's going, and uh, I really encourage you to check him out. So Kerry Morin is a indigenous gentleman. He is from the Crow Nation. Um, and I think he has some other the mixtures of influences there in his ancestry, but that seems to be the core of him. And certainly culturally, it seems to be the strongest expressed part of him. And uh, so he was, he grew up in Montana, and he's currently based out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and um, it is really remarkable how his background and his history, his personal history, has played into his artistry. And I'll, I'll get to that, back to that again, in a little bit of, of time. But um, 
wonderful gentleman, um, really just a stellar artist and a stellar uh, person, human being. I have had several conversations with him and his uh, manager, Celeste, who I also happens to be his wife and his backup singer. Um, and that's how they've been operating for, for years. But um, they're upping their game because people are starting to notice. People like Jackson Brown, Taj Mahal, um, Bonnie Raitt, um, and numerous other people. He's performed at the Kennedy Center. He's performed um, in other kind of big name, big name venues. And he should be performing in front of thousands in the choicest venues um, that uh, our greatest artists are performing in. It's just a matter of getting in there, and that's part of my mission here with this um, with this podcast is get get a little exposure for him. I'm also exploring how I can use my ties to the media and other places to to um, get him, you know, up on the next level. He reminds me of Chris Stapleton. I mean, I hadn't heard of Chris Stapleton. He was around for years and years, you know, in the country business and writing songs, playing in bluegrass bands, touring, and, you know, doing all this stuff, but it wasn't until he put his first album out that, uh, wow, I think I caught him on the Howard Stern show one time, and I was just, like, completely blown away by him, and, of course, he has gone on to have four of his own albums, and, again, it's just stellar, stellar material. I've seen him a couple times in concert. Sounds exactly like he does. Of course, he has a wife, Morgan, who, you know, without her as a backup singer, um, I think, his act actually um, is diminished a bit, but um, you know he's he's masterful. But so is Carrie Moran. So let's get the word out there. Um, so excited about this! Now the thing that really got me when I went to see him at the festival was that uh, this festival has a large stage and it has a small stage. And large stage, you know, you know there are typically maybe you know, 200, 300 people watching. And on the small stage, there are typically about as few as 20, but certainly not more than 100, you know, maybe not even 50. But when I saw him, there were about 50 people under this little tent. And I was like, my God, why Why is this person performing in this tiny, tiny venue? And it seemed like people were appreciating the other bands a lot more. Now, the other band was um, really in my view, not very talented musically, but they were getting a lot of attention. And one of the reasons they got the attention is because they, it's kind of a clown show. I mean, they go up there and they do all sorts of, you know, outsized theatrical tricks, you know, and I think they have to do that in order to, because their music really isn't that good. And so they have a lady up there, one of the background singers, she's up front prominently, you know, um, dressed in skin tight clothes, um, you know, just things heaving around here and there, and music is terrible. And she has a little kind of hula hoop with some candles or torches on it, and people are hooping and hollering over this show, and it's really just a circus. Um, and it was sad to see that many people focused on that, and so few people focused on Carrie. You know, Carrie was, you know, he, he, he's not the type to complain or worry about stuff. He just wants to play. You know, but for me, I I felt my God, this is this is just so wrong. Um, he he needs to he needs to be elevated somehow, and he's been working hard at it. And I would just be a tiny part of that, but I'm this is the reason I'm here today. 
So um, when I saw him perform, of course, his music sounded exactly like it did, just like Chris, Chris Stapleton on the recordings, and uh, um, it was a very intimate um, venue, and I, I wanted to go up and talk to him after he was done because I was so touched by hearing the, hearing the music, and I was getting chills. I mean, it was cold out that day, but, but I was getting inspirational chills, you know, when you hear something that just cuts you to the core. So I want to go up and talk to him, but some other guy went up there and started talking, you know, guy guitar business with him, and I, it just kept going, so I, I left, but then I sent an email to him through his, through his site, and he got back to me, and I proposed that, you know, certain ideas I could do to help him out, and we have a communication going, um, ongoing, and so, you know, I'm really, really excited about where this is going, and there are a couple of surprises that I learned from him and his wife, Celeste, who, um, sent me a lot of material of what they're doing in the future. And so the, the first uh, four albums of his are, are just stellar, stellar. And, and they're probably done on a shoestring budget, and there are only a few players. You know, it's, it's Carrie, Celeste, and one or two people who, who fill in. Um, and they're very skilled. I mean, there's, there's a harmonica player, a fiddle player, and, uh, you know, other people like that. But... Um, he is so on the verge of, of um, being recognized nationally. Uh, for instance, he, he just was opening for Taj Mahal recently. Um, you know, thing that is really, uh, I think, amazing is that not only does he, is he, is he masterful at, in his own wheelhouse, he has upped it, upped it a bit because producers have now begun to notice him. He's writing a movie soundtrack. Um, he just his last album was a was a kind of a crossover album, and I mean crossover in this sense. Somebody down in um, in Louisiana, Dockside Records, heard him and said, "Hey, you got to come down here. We want to record an album with you." And I, I, I understand that they do this with a lot of artists, and that, that's such a beautiful operation. But it's a small operation, and he did this kind of Cajun crossover album, and uh, you know, there's Idaho songs and things like that on it. And, and it is, is so amazing how he was able to jump into that world and make it sound seamless as if he had been doing it for decades. You know, it's not to say that he hadn't dealt a little bit in that world. But uh, wow, uh, how how and I'll get to that a little bit later. But this is the thing people are starting to notice, and um, I, it would be a, a, a shame, a crime, that he did not reach the level that he deserves to be at. Um, so that's the one kind of thing that drove me to to want to help him out um, in any way I can. So um, I also have a couple other songs that really really touched me. Um, from from later albums, so I'm going to get to those. Um, there's uh, a uh, a song that's called. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yellowbird. Now, Yellowbird has an is an interesting story. You know, um, it has to do with you know how people people's histories, what 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 they what they do, what knowledge they 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 absorb, how they use it, and then sometimes, you know, they get caught up in, 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 in something that comes from the outside and ruins their whole, their whole thing, right? And uh, this is kind of a reflection on that, so 
I'm going to play this thing called Yellowbird off the uh, Tiny Town album from 2015. So here we go. spoke to Carrie recently I said what what is that song about like you know I, I can't quite make out the the lyrics you know it's a little ambiguous and that's kind of the beauty of the song but uh, you know I was like do, do you know something you know do you know someone this happened to and you know I said well no it's not really a not really a true story but um, it did come about because you know he he, he didn't notice how in Colorado of course uh, growing cannabis is legal now um, to a certain extent, but back in the day it wasn't, and uh, he was saying this is just kind of a nod to all the people who were busted and put in jail for those kind of offenses, which are ridiculous in the first place, but, um, you know, his way of recognizing, you know, that uh, it was kind of arbitrary, and today it's fine, and yesterday it wasn't, but they still paid, paid the price, and, and there's no, there's no um, recompense for them, you know what I mean? It's never going to be... Um, you know, worked out in the courts anymore, and probably some of these people have felonies, and you know what happens to people with felonies, I talk about that on the show all the time, but, uh, you know, that that's why that got to me a lot, because um, there was that crossover with my work as a, as a psychotherapist and social worker, to see how hard it is when people get dinged for doing something that is really just harmless, and you know, not just harmless, but, you know, I mean, actually, you know, there's a lot of good, um, good, uh, uh, therapeutic uses of uh, cannabis and frankly recreational I don't I, don't, I, I wouldn't object to either but as a, as a therapist I I see it from that therapeutic point of view and you know um, I just give him a lot of credit for kind of putting that song out there yeah 
really wonderful. So next one I got up is, is called Nobody Loves You. This one is uh, quite, quite good too because um, it reminds me of what a lot of people go through in relationships. Right? So I'm just going to play the song a little bit here and you'll get the idea of the, um, the theme of the song. So here we go. Nobody Loves You. This is off the Together album um, from 2016. Love that chord. There we go. And that finger picking again, right? Yeah, you in that groove. Gotta give me something. You got nothing but time. times I listen to this song it gives me the chills and I, I start welling up because you know how many times in my practice have I seen people come to me you know, particularly women who you know have been abused in some way and uh, you know they're just trying to make their way through the world and you know everybody is rejecting them because they might be acting out in a certain way and there are just a few sensitive individuals who can actually not just react but just um against their behavior, but just kind of try to get to understand who those people are, right? And then, you know, it sounds like this person is 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 kind of falling in love with this person, and he wants them to love him back, and but it's hard, right? You know, this is a, a very, very common story where women have been traumatized by sexual abuse, other, other types of abuse, but um, really, really, uh, God just makes me feel like, boy, did you ever hit that on the head? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things you can say about that subject, but the way he condenses it and just makes it a heart, heart-wrenching, oh boy, it's more effective than anything you could, you can experience in, in some ways in real life, and that's the beauty of art, right? It, it, these things aren't even real. Now, he told me the idea. I asked him, hey, what's the story behind this one? He said, well, I was just in Boulder, Colorado, and I was watching couples interact at a, on the side of a ski, ski slope, and... You know, this this just kind of came to mind because he was watching people just looking at their phones and kind of separate and, you know, 
I'm sure what he saw, he didn't get into detail, but just from that experience. Now, if you're an artist, you know that's how it works, right? You just get this one little thread and, and you run with it. Some people, you know, write, write songs. Some people write novels like me. Um, you know, and that's usually how it happens for me. Is there's just one little incident that that triggers it? <coughs> Excuse me. And all I and all I have to do is make up a little bit more elaborate story out of it and um, fill in the blanks and, and put it out there, right? And so again, another beautiful one. So next one I'm going to play for you is called "When I Rise" from the uh, same uh, from the album with the same name. It's from 2018. So. Groove going right. Nice fiddle. Yeah, I'm feeling a little native kind of beat there, too. Early in the morning Baby, that's when I rise Early in the morning Long before I see your eyes Got no time for coffee Harmonica. Early in the morning, another life is done. When I rise, when I rise, when I rise, baby. When to cut these off because just when I get in the groove I'm like all right that, that's that's you'll get an idea but there you go it's like man I mean I know this is not what he was thinking probably but you know I just feel like when I rise right it's like well he's talking about getting up in the morning and all that but I, I, I can see like a visual scene you know like you're in some kind of swamp and you know you're getting up and you're 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 standing up through the mist and you're ready to take on whatever comes your way um that's yeah, to me, a very inspirational type song because, you know, there's this kind of almost dark undertone to it, like you're up against something. Um, didn't play the whole song, but, you know, that's the that's the immediate mood that's set. And uh, I love that because life is a struggle, man, sometimes. And you've got to get in that mood and you've got to get in that attitude where, you know, whatever hits you, hits you, you know, and you've got to deal with it whether you like it or not. You've got to be constructive as possible. And uh, have a backbone, you know. And I, I just love the tone of that that song. Um, so, if you enjoyed that, you know. Now these are deep songs. These are songs that are kind of on the one side of the spectrum that are a little more, you know, ugh, tough, right? But if you think that's what he's all about, I I, I would 
I advise you to listen to more because he also is a master at being able to write upbeat songs, right? It's, it's kind of on the easier side to write depressing kind of, you know, sad or, or, or those kind of songs. But to write joyous songs, that is, that is almost more challenging, you know, to have them work and to have them touch you just as deeply. You know, it's kind of like the news. You know, the bad news hits you harder because it's, you know, of the nature of it. The good news, nobody, you know, it's like nobody really cares about it. But in music, of course, that's not how it is. A lot of, pe a lot of people can write upbeat songs, but there are very few who can write masterful, incredible songs, you know, um, that are upbeat. And, of course, uh, his, his latest album is this Dockside Saints album from 2020. Um, and... Uh, there's a there's a kind of a great little uh just uh, uh a piece a song it's called Carrie's Groove it's just an instrumental but uh it kind of it kind of gives you an immediate sense of what's going to go on in this album it, it comes later in the in the album but um I'm going to play the first track too but this is the one that just kind of it, it it gets you into that mood you know where your foot your foot start starts stomping and you're ready to kind of get up there and dance, right? And when I was at the concert, this little boy got up, a little Asian boy. I'm not sure exactly what his ancestry was, but, you know, he got up and he was dancing with, with not, a, no, not a care in the world and just uh, just as natural as any, as could be. You know, it was so charming and it was so lovely to see him in that innocent, just, just visceral moment where he was, he was so joyful because of this this little beat, but here's the here's Carrie's groove. And right off, you got that Cajun thing, right? The accordion. You got the like honky tonk piano. Got that booming bass. gives you a little taste of that right so you can tell he's in a different he's in a different uh you know kind of space in terms of the the music that he's playing but you know he's he's starting to collaborate with people and uh he, you know according to him he's he's having a hard time you know getting the tour together in a sense because he's he's looking for, for musicians who can who can travel with him who are high enough quality that, you know, not to say that the musicians he he was playing with are are not, not high quality. It's just as hard apparently to get people to tour with you. So he's looking for some people to go on tour with him who are just um, you know masterful, just as masterful as he is, hopefully. But um, yeah, so that's another one of his goals. So the 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 the, the track um, that leads off the album is Dockside Saints is nobody nobody got to know. Now this one's kind of a great romp too. And uh, I'm just going to play a little slip, snippet of that. 
Again, you already got that groove going, right? feel for that so that whole album that's just packed full of great songs um, and uh, there's a there's a track on there too that he has a little thread of an idea for a movie of his he wants to uh, he wants to get going in a couple of years but you know that's not even he's got you know two two or three big projects right now on his plate of course there's promoting Dockside Saints um, so he's touring you know but uh, on top of that, you know, he's already elevated his game with that. Um, the next elevation comes with his next album, which I'm not going to share here because it's not out yet. But it's part of a project called Innocent Allies. And uh, if you go to his uh, website, you will see information on that. And, uh, you, know, what, you know, what I'm trying to do, too, is to help him be able to get that project out the door. You know, he's still a little short on funds with that, so if anybody can contribute, that would be wonderful. I certainly did, and I will certainly continue until he makes his, his, his goal. But um, this project is another step up, because now we're getting into multimedia kind of things. You know, not, is he doing, not only is he doing a soundtrack for a movie and doing a bit, act, a bit of acting in it, um, he's, he's developing a, a, a movie idea from one of his songs. And by the way, that, that doc has a lot of music that's going to be featured in it. Um, but um, this new one, Innocent Allies is just tremendously um, another again another another notch up the creativity scale, and uh, I think people are are going to be quite uh, impressed. But uh, this is going to take some funding, so that's part of my mission here is to get you guys to to uh, to support that. So you can find all all about that on on kerrymarin.com. Um, what else can I say? I don't know. Um, I feel like this, this artist is on the precipice of national recognition. He, he certainly should be already. But uh, I want you all out there to see if you can help. I'm going to do everything I can, you know, to help him out. And, um, yeah. So, take a good look. Take a good look at the music. I know he's got his stuff out. Uh, by the way, he has fabulous t-shirts, too. But um, take a look out for, uh, you know, his music on, on iTunes. It's also on Spotify, and it's on his, his own um, website. You can see where he's going to be. At the moment, he's mostly touring in the mountain region. 
you know, so um, east of the Rockies, more or less, uh, west of, you know, the Mississippi. But um, I want him, you know, I know he's toured many places, including internationally, but man, he is going to be the next Chris Stapleton. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, the only problem we have here is that Chris Stapleton had a, had a, had a built-in kind of country music audience and he was working on Nashville. So the machine is there and it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of easy to promote somebody. Um, with Carrie, it's a little bit more difficult because his music is not, doesn't have a, a immediate built-in audience. It's, it's of the highest quality, very blues based. Uh, and, you know, the, the blues artists are, are not, they typically have a struggle, even if they're really well-known people. So, um, let's let's hear it for Carrie, and let's let's get his let's get his his name out there. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop there. Hopefully, I won't get uh, dinged for uh, using clips of music, because um, I think the folks who stream are not gonna get their monetization. But maybe maybe they still will. I don't know. Yeah. So that's it for me. I'm gonna leave you with that. That is the By Jove Show. For July 1st, 2023. Y'all have a great holiday weekend. I might come back before the holiday is done. So I got a whole bunch of ideas for shows here. But um, yeah, you guys have a great one. And I'll probably see you in a couple of days. Take care.